when thinking of the Christmas bucket list, what's the first thing that goes on your list now? And what is the first thing that would go on your list when you were a kid? To know the answer, keep listening as I welcome you to the final episode of this season of the PPS Club Podcast Edition. Welcome to this Christmas special episode of the PPS Club Podcast Edition with Tara, where we're going to talk for about 30 minutes, in which I'm going to share with you my most memorable Christmas story, the Billy Cole Christmas origin story, Christmas traditions in Congo, Kinshasa, gifts ideas during covid times a poem i wrote for all the 20 somethings out there about christmas and books and movies recommendations so stay with me as we begin you have loved ones or know someone loves you then this story is for you have you ever damaged somebody's belongings that they entrusted you with maybe a house maybe clothes or whatever it was and then spend most of your time rehearsing an apology planning on ways to repair the damages even offering to pay the full amount of repairs whatever the cost would be and yet some part of you still felt that even if they accepted your apologies and your reparations they wouldn't love or respect you the same i know i have and this is why i'm going to tell you my most vivid and my most memorable christmas story it all started when i was four years old and mom had bought plenty of Christmas decorations for the house because she had planned that we would do a full decoration for Christmas that year. She probably had a baby on the way, the third baby on the way. I have five siblings and I'm the firstborn. The house was going to be covered with lights and we would have a Christmas tree in the living room. How amazing. So when she brought the boxes containing all the decorations at home, me and my younger brother, who was just two years old, were beyond excited. Our mother, unfortunately, was busy. She told us she wasn't ready to start with the decorations immediately. But she promised me and my brother that if we waited for when she would be free, we would start decorating together she trusted us then she placed the boxes with the decorations on top of the armoire in the living room but for my brother and i it wasn't it for some reason whatever mom said to us 
we didn't understand or maybe we couldn't understand or maybe we just didn't want to understand and we were impatient we felt that waiting was gonna take away the pleasure of everything at least I think that's how I felt so I told my brother that we could start decorating while mom was cooking or whatever she was doing and because the boxes felt within our reach we climbed the armoire with the TV that was still on and we tried to take the boxes down unfortunately for both of us the armoire wasn't steady and it started to fall with my brother and I still on it I was in a position to jump off the falling armoire but my brother wasn't I jumped off and my brother stayed on it and when everything collapsed my brother found himself under the television screaming for help and I was screaming for help too because I was panicked I was traumatized and when mom came out of the kitchen probably pregnant at that time or with a younger baby she was shocked and whatever anger she might have felt was going to wait because we had to get my little brother from under the television there was a lot of broken glass around because that armoire contained some glassware so my brother was pulled from under the television because my mom was able to lift up like the television I was so terrified to lose my brother that day I couldn't even feel that I was bruised or whatever we just we just wanted him to be alright and we pulled him out and thank God he wasn't injured but he had maybe a bruise or two he came out as if none of it happened he was able to go to the next place and I took the whooping of my life that day yes in African homes after the worst is past we don't breathe we get a whooping so I got a whooping for being so reckless and taking my brother with me in a dangerous adventure and that Christmas was cancelled because guess what after whooping my caboose mom started ripping apart all the lights and all the, the decorations that we we're gonna put on the Christmas tree she even broke the foot of the Christmas tree but since she couldn't cut the Christmas tree into pieces she packed it back up and she gave it as a second-hand gift to someone else that needed it for their house and she told us that because of what we had done there was not gonna be Christmas that year 
I cried because I felt guilty that Christmas that year wasn't gonna happen because of me because I couldn't wait because I couldn't be patient and that was so sad and yeah things like that happen when we're children we all do things we're not supposed to do and we only realize the gravity of the situation after the deed is done and that's my most memorable Christmas because Christmas didn't happen at least that's what I thought but it's not like the world stopped moving it's not like people stopped celebrating Christmas because I almost got my brother injured or killed God protected him everybody else celebrated Christmas everybody else was happy but that year we were grounded we were punished and yeah I remember it so vividly because it was terrifying and it was a a lesson it was one of the biggest lessons I had learned as a young kid not that it was the last bad thing I had done as a child but that day I learned to to wait when I was told to wait and that is the end of my most memorable story it wasn't an essay this time it was just a story and you how about you telling me your most memorable Christmas story you can send it to me as a voice message or you can write to me on the show's website and I'll be glad to read your story and respond to you we can even become pen pals that's up to you thank you so much for listening to my story and now we're on to the next part Christmas is important and applies to all including non-religious people because some of it is frustrating even though it's a beautiful story now you're wondering what Christmas story I'm about to talk about this time I'm going to tell you this beautiful story I'm talking about brings us to a big question Have you ever been handed something precious and automatically felt personally inadequate about it? Like for example, a gift that was too good for you, a prestigious position at work, or even a great spouse or a great family. Can you picture what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm trying to make you think about anything you may feel or have felt that you did not deserve because that has happened to me at some point in my life I felt that way that feeling of inadequacy just makes everything so pressuring and you become impatient and you feel that you need 
to be reassured that you deserve something in order for your insecurities to vanish. And more times than I can count, my insecurities turned into an enemy that destroyed the good things because they destroyed me from within. Now, to another question that is also important. Has that responsibility felt like your only chance to prove yourself trustworthy to the great person who gave it to you? Like a jar made of precious stones that cost a fortune, and the second you hold it in your hands, in the owner's absence, you dropped it and it shattered. When that happens, all you can think about is the wrath of the owner when he will return and find out what you have done. Maybe you don't realize that your life is a precious gift and every gift involves a giver and a receiver. I believe that we have received the gift of life from God, so we need to know the ins and the outs of handling a gift of this caliber. First and foremost, knowing the giver of the gift helps us take better care of the gift. Unfortunately, our parents, although they give birth to us, they don't know how life is made, albeit they say so when we are between the ages of zero and five. <laughs> They too have been given the gift of life and they have absolutely no idea of how life begins and how life ends. But the author of life, the creator of life knows and that's who God is. Fortunately, just as if I give you a gift that I bought out of the goodness of my heart and with a lot of money, of course, and I handed it to you, then so you wreck it like a wrecking ball. I would be hurt, but I wouldn't show it right away because I didn't lend it to you. I gave it to you as a gift. Seeing you doing something reckless with it would hurt me. And that's how I imagine God feels about mankind whenever we sin, sin being anything that goes against God's perfect design for us. In the story of the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and became sinners, Eve felt that she needed to be more than the perfect creation she already was, and I believe her being perfect was too good to be true now that the snake had spoken to her. Somehow Eve believed there was something missing from God's perfect design. The snake used Eve's feelings of personal inadequacy and her impatience against both her and her man, Adam, to turn them into something they would never come back from enemies of God. Old Snakey knew it would hurt God to see his masterpiece change into something so despicable 
God would have no choice than to destroy them completely. Maybe the snake thought, well, once God destroyed them, I'll just take their place and rule over the garden. The snake was jealous. I'm sure of it. And what he did is called manipulation. Poor Adam and Eve were being turned against God without knowing they were turning against God until it was too late. Has someone ever tried to manipulate you? Like to make you believe something that wasn't true about yourself? It happened to me too. The trap of this life is that everything around you or everybody may try to get you to think there is something wrong with you. Sometimes you may feel as if there is something missing no matter how much you have of what you love. And this is why Christmas is beautiful because it is the story of the way out God provided from that cycle of manipulation or the solution to the missing piece syndrome we all suffer from. Luckily for us, there is a way out, like I said. I believe God wants us to know, and he wanted us to know since the beginning of time, that there is nothing wrong with how he made us. That is where Christmas takes its essence from. It's beautiful that God's love for us remained unchanged despite what Adam and Eve had done. Sin doesn't only hurt us, but it also hurts God in that it reminds him of mankind's betrayal and how ever since it first happened, people became broken. So anything that makes God and men suffer that resembles Adam and Eve's betrayal is a sin. Think of it in this day as when you have a child that you love so much and you see them do anything or witness something wrong being done unto them that hurts them, you as a parent would be hurt too, right? And as a good parent, God did not fold his hands. In the days of Moses, he used the Ten Commandments as a contingency plan because sin was gaining fondness in people's hearts. People just kept sinning and sinning and loving it even, a bit like today. So God came up with a plan and that was the Ten Commandments. But anyone who has read the Bible will tell you that the Ten Commandments only worked to a certain extent. God needed to come up with something bigger, something more definitive, because he wouldn't destroy the world completely, not after the great flood, like he promised. God loved the world so much, and that's what John 3:16 says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
it was an act of love. Christmas is the birth of the Son of God as a baby human who would grow up to become the Savior known to the whole world through whom all sinners would be made right with God, not perish and have eternal life. Our spirits and souls are saved through Christ, basically, and this is what I believed since I was a child. When our bodies are dead, if we believed in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we will be chilling next to God in the spirit because God is spirit with a spiritual body for eternity. Imagine yourself chilling next to God as a spirit. So the living will not see you, but you will see what you look like as a spirit and you will be next to God. And to end this part, I will say, according to the Encyclopedia Hispanica, if Christmas is celebrated on December 25th, it's not because that's the actual date of birth of Jesus Christ. It was, in fact, the Christianization of the winter solstice festivals formerly celebrated in Rome that governed the choice of this date. Nothing to do with anybody's anniversary all right and that concludes the biblical story of noel now there are many stories of noel or christmas and another origin story is the origin of Saint Nick, also known as Santa Claus. And my relationship with Santa Claus is simple. I stopped believing in Santa Claus before I was even in school because one day I was sleeping or I was about to fall asleep on Christmas Eve and I caught my dad coming into our room because I was sharing the room with my younger brother with gifts trying to play Santa Claus and because I saw that it broke my heart because I was so little but then because I saw that I still believed Santa Claus was real and I knew it was the parents that brought gifts to their kids and so I'm not gonna dive into the Saint Nick story of Noel because that's not the story I wanted to share with you today. On the other hand, I wanted to share with you the Congolese Christmas story because it is fascinating what we do in Congo, Kinshasa, on Christmas. Over time, things may have changed, but if you are a Congolese born and raised in Kinshasa, you probably relate to this a lot. And this is a quick question. What is Christmas like in Congo? What are your traditions for the holidays? 
because I'm born and raised in Kinshasa, but Congo is not just limited to Kinshasa. You can respond to this question in the comments on the show's website. But for me, I will tell you what it has been like since I was a child. So between the 2000s and the 2010s, I always knew that um, Christmas was the day when the Christians went to church and in church there would be a Santa Claus who would come with gifts and give to Sunday school kids or there would be a draw in the church where people would be told in advance to purchase gifts that they would love to give to somebody in the church and then when the big drop comes whoever's numbers you get is the person to whom you're gonna give your gift and there was also like a big meal after church that people would call agape and that agape meal is what church people would have as a christmas meal on that day but there were families like ours who would just attend the church service and go home because we would plan our own Christmas afternoon and growing up it would change from time to time sometimes we would spend it at home and not even go to church because we would just spend the morning cooking and preparing the meal for the day and it would be a huge meal and we would prepare ourselves for any of our extended family to come over and eat with us or we would go out you know to any leisure area or restaurant or fast food whatever is open and working that day because on christmas it's hard to find places that are working so on christmas if we would find a place that was going to be working we would either make reservations or go and just have fun and we wouldn't be the only ones because other families would be doing the same as well but on the streets there was something funny and fun to see we would see children wearing clothes that are brand new because they would still have their tags on and that's how we became aware of the Christmas tradition in Congolese families. So what is our Christmas tradition in Congolese families? It is for parents to buy their children new clothes. So children whose parents were not able to afford new clothes for Christmas would be the saddest children during the holidays because they wouldn't have any clothes to show off on Christmas Day. And as far as food is concerned, you see how in the Western countries, precisely the United States, there is turkey for Thanksgivings. Well, in Kinshasa, it would be a full chicken for Christmas. And that's how we became aware of a certain tradition uh, going 
um, around spreading until it was established and it has changed again lately because with coronavirus it's a bit hard to have the same things that we used to have going on in the city now I'm not going to be sad because where there's a will there's a way Christmas is the happiest holiday of the year because it's a holiday that's made about giving I do not know any um, love language that is more moving than gifts and it's also one of my love languages so I know what a gift can do to a person so even without all those traditions parties outings and whatnot the simple gestures of giving gifts can mean a lot on a Christmas day for somebody so now because you're talking about gifts and how much of a great love language it is for my bookish people out there people who love books I just want to say please don't get upset if like me you have had your Amazon wish list public since January and somehow nobody has thought about getting you the book that you wanted disclaimer in Kinshasa it is really hard to get books delivered unless you buy a lot and you can get value for your money that you pay for the shipping costs because those shipping costs are expensive but there are other ways you can please a bookish person because bookish people don't just love books yeah gift cards are a no-brainer you can do some research find out what kind of gift cards you can offer somebody based on their location and they can go ahead and please themselves at whatever shop they can go to so gift cards are an idea and they are no-brainer for those who can buy people books from their own wish lists because the idea of Santa Claus is what Santa Claus uh, brings children gifts that they already want he knows what they already want and he buys it for them I mean he doesn't buy it but he brings it to them so why not play secret Santa or not so secret Santa this year and buy somebody in your life a gift you know for sure they already want so I'm encouraging everybody listening to this episode to make wish lists that they can make public, whether it's a store or whether it's Amazon, really just make it public so that people know what you want and they can buy you something that you already want. The third thing that you can also get somebody this year is Fashion, you know fashion, 
can be a short way to the heart of a woman. Add fashion or makeup, it's the same. So I'm encouraging all the girls out there to make fashion wish lists because there are websites that give you the possibility to have a wish list and make it public. There are apps where you can have your wish lists from stores. You can make a Pinterest wish list and share it with your social media and your friends. If you're not a social media person, you're more of a private person, you can share it with people in your contact list. So they can go on Pinterest or on those apps with your fashion wish lists and they will know what you already want and just buy you something you already want. That would be amazing. And the last thing that is not the least of them is just spending time on a call, whether it's video call or audio call with a loved one that you haven't spoken to in a while. I mean, Congolese people, just call granny, just call auntie, you know, they're not witches, they're good people. They just want to hear you. They just want you to hear that they are alive and well and thinking about you. And they will be happy to know that you're thinking about them as well. So that will be something that can be added to our Christmas traditions. We don't have to be physically together. We can actually call those ones that we haven't spoken to in centuries. And because family is not just blood, like make sure you spend time on a call with somebody that is dear to your heart. And if they never knew that they were dear to your heart, tell them this Christmas that you are dear to my heart. It will be one of the greatest Christmas gifts ever. So those are gifts ideas. Now we're going to move on to the next step of the podcast, which is a poem that I've written this November about Christmas. And I called it When I Think About Christmas. When I think about Christmas, when I think about Christmas, I think about the music, the food and the leisure, Hallmark Christmas movies, and how they make me believe in a world where true love does exist. The perfect Christmas, however, doesn't exist. It's nothing wrong, especially when you spend the holidays surrounded by people you love and things that make you happy. The best Christmas sort of just happens. Better than what you expected, or if not better, different. I ask myself what I'd want for Christmas. A staycation, I told myself. Imagining this illustrious canvas, I want to fill 
pampered, rich, and happy. I want to take lounge pictures in a robe. I mean, it's Christmas. Eating sandwiches. I want to be a visionary and single lady without the slightest worry in the world. And that's it for what I want for Christmas. Thank you for listening. Now we're going on to books and movies recommendations. It so happened that in November, I made a post on Twitter asking friends, yes, friends and followers, to recommend anything that they would love me to read for this Christmas. And I got a few recommendations, but didn't have the time to go around reading them. And one of my principles is that I would never talk about a book that I haven't read. I don't want to mislead anyone. So for this year, you know how we love romantic Christmas movies, Hallmark Christmas movies. If you want to read something for the holidays, I would suggest definitely pick a romance book. All my anti-romance people out there i'm so sorry but the best books to read for christmas are romance books because they have that holiday vibe you get it right but for a personal one that i've read it's a christian romance but it's not too preachy because those are the best it's called fake identity at stake by lisa renee and for movies because uh well i don't know how to say this i'm impressed with myself because i've watched more christmas movies than i thought myself capable of this year and i'm not done yet my marathon is still going on and if you haven't started your christmas movie marathon yet this year well today's your lucky day because i have a few great movies to recommend you can want to go back to the classics but if you want to watch what's new then i may have what's good for you so i have my top five of favorite books that i've watched they are all new or fairly new but i'm going to give them to you in no particular order and I'm going to give you maybe an extra two because those extra twos, I didn't expect them to be this good, but they were amazing too. So we have obviously Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. Those who haven't watched it yet, you won't regret it. We have Love Hard, which is a movie about catfishing and I did not expect it to be so good. But when I posted about it on Twitter, I called it the best Christmas movie of all time. And that was fairly early in December. But since then, I've watched other movies. 
and in my best of list it's not number one yeah because i've watched another movie that made me cry really won my heart but i'm not gonna tell you which one it is i'm just recommending my five best out of the eight-ish or ten-ish movies that i've watched um so far after love heart we have a california christmas now there are two of them we have the first one a california christmas and the second one is called a california christmas city lights both are amazing when i say amazing it's amazing in capital letters then we have a boy called christmas now that's a christmas story origin i love those and this is the best out there a boy called christmas it's about how nicholas became father christmas it's good i'm not going to spoil the movie it's good i'm going to add this other christmas movie that is also great i watched it after i made my best of list and it's called a christmas deja vu a great movie it's about singing don't wanna spoil watch it and you won't regret it then after that my highly anticipated movie which i'm gonna watch after releasing this episode is boxing day it was released early in december and people say it's on amazon prime so boxing day is my highly anticipated movie to continue my marathon to pick up where i left off and that's it but if if you want to know a movie that i didn't particularly like it was a good one but it was it was meh so it wasn't bad but it wasn't good it was in the middle it's a castle for christmas the story was good but it's the acting for me that wasn't so great for those who may have not watched it yet and wanted to start with that one please don't start with it otherwise you may want to quit the marathon a castle for christmas great story great premises it's just the acting that wasn't so great please watch hawkeye the story of clint barton and his new prodigy i'm not gonna spoil it it's great it's the the best christmasy marvel series ever so go ahead and watch it and that is it for the recommendations and now that we have done everything that was on our to-do list today what more can i say Mm -hmm. well as much as i want this episode to go on and on forever this is where i have to say goodbye and i thank you from the bottom of my heart for having listened to this christmas episode until the end 
Thank you to Anchor for being an awesome platform for making it so easy to host this podcast because I wasn't so tech savvy when it comes to podcasting, everything that has to do with sound. But this platform made it easy. So I am glad I use this platform. It's only the money part that is a bit of a problem because of where I live. So yeah, but it was great. And last but not least, thank you so much to my faithful listeners, all of you from Congo, the US, the UK, Panama, Zimbabwe, Romania, Sweden, and all the others for showing up so many times since the beginning of this podcast. May God bless you all. And before we see each other for season two next year i don't know when that will be exactly but before we see each other then let's have our special holiday thrice section thrice is where we learn how to say a new thing thrice we thrice the confidence and today it is where I say to you, Merry Christmas in English, French, and Ingala. So, Merry Christmas, Joyeux Noël, and please try not to overspend because New Year's is coming. Don't forget to spawn, show, and sway for your loved ones, of course. Bye-bye! This podcast was a production of Priscilla's Pens and Scribbles.